I hope everyone's well and thank you so much for choosing to join this session. This is the first of a 10 minute tips uh, session that I've decided to launch during lockdown. So really delighted um, that you're able to join me today. Um, some um, housekeeping information on this slide. So uh, hopefully you've had a chance to review that. You're, you're online and able to hear me and, and all is looking good. So the topic for today's session is how to collect urine samples from cats. And this session is aimed at veterinary professionals, so vets and vet nurses that are working with cats. And whilst I know that some of the procedures, cystocentesis, are procedures, for example, that are performed by a vet, of course, vet nurses and technicians are very important in terms of restraint handling and so forth. So I hope it will be of dual benefit to vets and nurses. And this session is being uh, recorded, so it will be available on the website to review afterwards if that's helpful. If you would like a PDF of the slides that I've used, please send an email to the address on this slide and I'll be happy to send that back to you. So the next question I wanted to uh, briefly ask before we talk about the techniques is really why are we collecting a urine sample from cats? And it's still, I think, uh, in our profession, relatively underperformed, as in we're not collecting and analysing urine samples as frequently as I believe we should be in our patients. It really is a pivotal part of our investigations in any sick cat, um, but especially in certain situations, those cats with lower urine tract disease, um, cats where we have concerns about urinary tract infections um, are good examples, but also more and more it's become seen as an important component of preventative health care and uh, indeed charities like International Cat Care in their guidelines recommend that from the age of seven um, cats have a annual urinalysis, uh, specific gravity and a dipstick test to look for evidence of common old cat illnesses such as chronic kidney disease, um, hypothyroidism and diabetes mellitus and as the cat gets older in fact urinalysis twice a year is justified. So there are a lot of reasons why collecting a urine sample is very helpful and uh, I think it is something we should be doing more of in general in our practices than we are currently doing. So the intention really for this session was to talk through the techniques that are available um, and hopefully for those of you that have had perhaps some hesitation, some concern about um, doing these procedures or discussing these procedures to give you the confidence to, to go into your clinics and, uh, and no longer worry about those things. And I'm going to focus on um, the two main ways that we collect urine samples from cats uh, today, which are cystocentesis, direct aspiration of urine from the bladder, and free catch uh, urine collection. Passing a catheter, of course, is another way to collect a urine sample from a cat, but that's something we can only do in a very deeply sedated or anaesthetized cat. So, of course, there are some situations where that is absolutely appropriate. For example, a cat with urethral obstruction, where we're also passing a catheter to relieve that obstruction. But as a route to collecting a urine sample, it's clearly not appropriate for our everyday, um, perhaps elderly cat coming in for a checkup. For those cats, cystocentesis or free catch uh, urine sample collection are going to be the most appropriate techniques. 
So let's let's look um, next at cystocentesis and, and we'll spend most time talking about this. So cystocentesis is often the considered to be the best way to get a urine sample from a cat because it has certain advantages. We are able to there and then collect a urine sample um, and that urine comes straight from the bladder so it's not been contaminated by the genital tract or the litter tray or the cat's paws for example um, in the litter tray. So it is a cleaner sample and therefore most appropriate if we're interested in um, urine bacteriology and also if we're interested in uh, urine protein levels, um, particularly from, from the kidneys. So it's, it is a preferred way of uh, collecting that R sample um, and analysing it immediately without any concern over delay in many situations. However, there are some disadvantages. Of course, some cats will pass urine on their way to the clinic in their cat carrier and so therefore have an empty bladder at the vet clinic and it just is not possible to collect a sample. Or perhaps they urinated you know, a couple of hours ago and their bladder is still very small so it can be difficult to perform the procedure in that situation. Also, if you have overweight cats, it can be difficult to palpate and stabilise the bladder, so that can make the technique uh, a little bit harder. It may be something that costs a little bit more because there is a procedure cost, a collection cost, as well as the analysis cost. Um, and there is always a small risk of um, blood contamination when collecting a cysto sample in that you can inadvertently um, pass through a small blood vessel in the bladder wall on your way in or out and that can cause some blood contamination and in fact the picture on this slide illustrates this. Um, both of these samples were from the same cat, a patient of mine, who came in for um, a routine um, chronic kidney disease assessment checkup and um, the owner very helpfully brought a free, free catch sample with her on the day of assessment which is the sample on the left in the sort of narrower test tube um, and you can see that that looks grossly quite normal um, but because I was wanting to do urine protein estimation and bacteriology I collected a cysto sample in the clinic and unfortunately I did nick a small blood vessel as I was collecting that sample and that's why that sample has a slight rosé tint to it. It's not um, grossly very bloody but you can see there has been some blood contamination and if you can see it by eye then that is enough to affect tests like your urine protein to creatinine ratio. So if there is gross evidence of hematuria, if it's visible with the naked eye, unfortunately that's going to affect your interpretation. Not massively in this case because it is quite mild but nonetheless it's not ideal. So there are some situations, uh, this being one example, where actually the free catch sample is probably going to be more representative from a protein perspective than that sadly slightly contaminated uh, cysto sample that, uh, that came through. So to do this procedure, um, we need just um, a few things. So my top tip number one would be, again, if you are not using this uh, procedure very often or you've perhaps tried it a few times and not got on very well, do make sure you have a long enough needle. So for a blood sample, I would tend to use quite a short needle, but for a cysto sample, you do want a longer needle. So a one inch long needle is typically what I'll use, although in a very large and overweight cat, you might actually need a one and a half inch needle. So you do need a long enough needle to be able to pass through the skin and into the bladder. 
And the next prerequisite of successful sampling is being able to palpate the bladder. If you can't palpate the bladder, um, then you don't want to pass a needle through the skin blind because there is more of a risk of causing uh, harm than, uh, than benefits and uh, you're very unlikely to get a urine sample. In conscious cats in the consulting room, um, I often find the positioning shown on the left hand side to work really, really well. So this involves your, your nurse or your technician um, having the cat sitting on their lap, having a little bit of a cuddle, a little bit of distraction with a tickle under the ears at the head end and just holding the front legs and allowing the back legs to just sort of flop out there. And most cats actually will just sit in this position reasonably comfortably. Um, and then you as a, as a vet clinician can feel the bladder between the cat's legs. And even without any restraint, the legs are not getting in the way. Um, and then uh, collect uh, your sample. And my next tip really in terms of collecting the sample is to, um, with a conscious cat, rest the needle on the surface of the skin before passing it through. So feel the bladder, stabilize the bladder so it's still between your hand and the bones of the pelvis if the cat's sitting in this position on the nurse's lap. And then uh, with the needle guard off, rest that needle uh, on the surface of the skin so the cat can feel something is going to happen before you slide your needle all the way through the skin and into the bladder. The cat on the right hand side um, is sedated so very relaxed and uh, the, the easiest way in a sedated cat to um, collect a cysto sample is to um, gently rest the bladder on your fingers um, so that it's resting on my fingers of my left hand with my thumb of my left hand just in uh, the, the uh, cranial pole of the bladder stabilizing it there and uh, so I'm lifting the bladder up uh, towards me and then needle on the skin perpendicular to the skin um, again if the cat was conscious you would rest it there for a second before advancing through the skin um, and collecting a sample and was probably the next thing to say um, if you do have a, a, a small bladder and a large cat ultrasound uh, can definitely be a useful uh, technique for visualizing the bladder which of course is very obvious on ultrasound and allowing you to collect your sample so this is a, a, just a short video, a sedated cat, so very, very, very relaxed in, in this uh, video. And if it is a bit clunky via the internet now, um, then hopefully on the recording it'll be smoother and you can come back and look at it. But this is, a, again, an example of a lateral cysto where this cat had a very small bladder, so you can see it actually does take a few seconds to fill up my syringe. Um, but again, I'm feeling the bladder, I'm stabilising the bladder, then introducing my needle um, through the skin perpendicular to the skin um, all the way up to the hub and then aspirating a sample there's a little bit of a, of a sort of jiggle needed after that initial sample has started to come through uh, before which I can I can get the rest of the sample and I'm happy I've got enough for my analysis and happily for your analysis as well we don't need uh, very much of a sample a very you know a few mils gets you everything that you need uh, to do. Um, this is a, a, a longer video, which if I, yes, I can regain my mouse, I'll just fast forward. This is um, also on the, the website narrated actually on our video tutorial page and shows um, my very overweight cat who had just had a little bit of gabapentin um, prior to his uh, visit because he's a little bit of a stressy cat. Um, but uh, another example of a cysto, he's lying on his back, um, sadly not 
the best of views via this video but again you can see hopefully that he's just being very gently held um, and the sample is is pretty straightforward to collect luckily with him even though he's very big um, we were able to get a sample quite easily so are there any downsides, any hazards from cystocentesis that you should be aware of? Um, well, generally, I would say it's very well tolerated and it's very straightforward. As long as you've got a, a cat whose bladder you can feel and it is a reasonably compliant cat, it should be very straightforward. And so any adverse uh, effects are, are really very rare, very, very unusual in my experience. There are some higher risk situations, as I've put on this slide. Quite clearly, if you have a cat with urethral obstruction, the bladder can get very large, become devitalized, very fragile, more vulnerable to leakage and hemorrhage. Um, so that increases the risk. Um, Tumours as well, potentially you can uh, see increased risk there. And occasionally you will see this, uh, what's uh, thought to be a vagal reaction where cats will sometimes uh, pant, vomit, sometimes even collapse very briefly following the procedure. Um, there are some case reports of that in the literature as well, just a, a very small number. Um, and the cats all do recover from this, so it's it's not uh, life-threatening or concerning from that respect, but it is quite dramatic at the time. And if you've not witnessed this yet, it's probably just useful to know that it does very rarely happen, um, but it is, it is transient. The cat will be fine, so, so don't panic. And then finally, a little bit about free catch urine sampling. So the first thing to say really is that whilst the cysto sample from a, a sort of purist textbook perspective might be viewed as the preferred uh, urine sample to get from our cats in terms of it being cleaner and from the bladder, in many ways, there's actually not a lot wrong with our free catch sample. It's not a midstream sample in general because it's coming from a litter tray. So it is a little bit dirtier. It's come through the genital tract, but also so into a litter tray um, and so there will tend to be a few more cells a little bit more protein and potential for bacterial contamination but in actual fact for many cats many situations it's still very interpretable so you can still get very accurate and useful uh, specific gravity results you can still of course see if there's glucose there thinking of diabetic cats for example and even from a bacteriology perspective if you have a pure growth and a heavy growth of bacteria from a free catch sample, then that is very likely to be significant. So it still can be interpreted uh, even looking at uh, bacteriology results. And when we saw that earlier example of the cat with blood contamination on the cysto sample, that free catch sample that the owner brought in was actually better from a protein perspective. It, it had a lower urine protein to creatinine ratio and therefore more representative of what was going on in that cat. So free catch samples probably do get a hard time in some ways um, in that uh, they're thought as a, as a sort of less useful technique but actually there's a lot uh, in their favour and for most cats as well it's actually fairly straightforward particularly older cats are I think often quite open-minded about using a litter box even if they don't normally use a litter box um, generally makes sense to use um, some sort of non-absorbent substrate most cats will not just urinate in an empty litter tray or they 
certainly dislike that. And uh, as you'll know, there are a variety of, of brands available. Probably the one that, that cats would prefer is the hydrophobic sand, uh, something like Kit for Cat, which looks like a normal litter, um, but uh, it, it's been treated to re repel um, anything water-based. And so the urine just sits in a puddle on the top, which is possibly slightly disconcerting for the cats. But um, as I said, it prefers to probably scratch around in that sort of substrate. Um, but for lots of cats, it, it really doesn't matter too much and things like cat core work just fine. Some other options here as well, things like bubble wrap, which I know some uh, rescue centres where there's real problems with funding have found that that's a good way to uh, encourage the cat to urinate in an otherwise empty tray. And ideally, of course, you just want that sample to be analysed as quickly as possible, depending on what your interest is. If it's crystal then you definitely want it ideally you know ASAP if it's the specific gravity then you know being in the fridge overnight or in, over the weekend is, is not a problem. And another uh, tip really here would be, I put point number four, positive explanation. So in my experience, um, if you um, really are quite upbeat in, in selling free catch uh, urine sampling to an owner, then they are very likely to return to the clinic within 24 hours with a sample. So if you're going to use this method, you just need to make sure that you do explain it well, but also um, don't paint it as a particularly tricky or difficult thing for, for carers to do. Sometimes I, I've overheard some colleagues um, almost, um, well, very definitely underselling uh, the ability of a free catch kit to work. And I get the impression that those sometimes those owners will go home and they, they maybe won't even try because it's been sold to them as something that might be tricky and might be difficult and might not work. Whereas if you um, say to an owner, go home and, and do this, confine the cat with this tray, bring me back a sample. Uh, I think 95 times out of 100, you'll get a sample very easily. Maybe five times in 100, you'll get a phone call from a client saying my cat still refuses to pee or my cat's going mad, they want to go outside and, and it has to be abandoned. And in that situation, then obviously coming to the clinic for a cysto remains the only viable option. So in summary, I think the main thing is to do urinalysis. It's really helpful part of our investigations for, for many different situations. Um, cystocentesis is often the preferred. And if you have got a cat with a palpable bladder, in, in your consulting room or in your clinic, then that is the quickest and easiest way to get a good urine sample from it. So go ahead and do that. But uh, don't um, use the inability to collect a cysto sample, for example, that cat that's very fat or has a, a very tiny bladder um, as a reason not to do urinalysis. Try and get the owner to bring in the free catch sample because as an initial sample, it's still extremely helpful. And in some situations, it will give you all the answers that you need. So I hope that's been a useful run through. Um, obviously, by virtue of your attendance at this session, um, then hopefully you have either been on our mailing list or Facebook page and, and seen information about uh, the 10-minute tip sessions. Um, and you may already know your way around the website. But if not, just here are a few reminders on things, uh, resources that fit in with this topic that you can also access on the website. So the uh, helpful info section has uh, both the free downloads, which are 
technical guides in a variety of formats, but also the video tutorial section, which includes uh, the video, uh, the DECRA video that uh, I showed an excerpt of, of my uh, overweight cat having a cysto, that's there in full, as well as a lot of other procedures, blood pressure measurement, for example, uh, looking at the eyes for evidence of hypertensive damage, um, all those sorts of things. Things. Recordings of uh, this recording and future recordings will also go into that section of the website as well. And then we also have books uh, on a variety of condition and some CPD as well. So I hope that's been uh, a useful session. Um, thank you so much for uh, choosing to attend today. I hope you've managed to have some lunch as well, because probably many of you will be going back to, to your clinics afterwards. Um, and uh, I will now be very happy to open the floor up for some questions and discussion. And I hope I can find my Zoom chat box as well if you've entered a question in there. So bear with me now while I, I try and technically uh, regain control of my computer. Thank you.